everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guy. I'm Tara. I'm Andrew. So, yeah, episode number two. We, we made it. We made it to the second one. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that we've gotten just a ton of positive feedback, like monetary rewards. Yeah. Statues made in our honor based off of how great the, the first episode was. Yeah, I was surprised to see us go up to, like, number one in the uh, iTunes podcast charts so quickly. Yeah, just, like, immediately as yeah. soon as it was released. We're like, oh, I mean, people like what they like. They so, like what they like. One request, uh, please stop hanging out outside of our apartment building because it's getting super creepy and our neighbors are getting very pissed off with us. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, look, <laughs> uh, they're going to have to get used to fame, our already found fame. It's, you know, that, that's that's uh, their problem, not an our problem. Well, it's a TP, not an OP. In all, in all honesty, if you, to the probably five people, maybe. Our parents. If, or, yeah. Who have listened to the first episode and are listening to this one. Hello. Hello. Again. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll just kind of reiterate briefly what we're doing here. It's going to be a several thousand part podcast. Uh, so this is part two of like 7,000, uh, where we randomly review a movie out of the Scarecrow movie guide. We're kind of leaving it up to fate to determine what movie we watch, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Last time we uh, watched uh, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, which was all right. So yeah. I think that was our consensus. It was entertaining, for yeah, sure. It was, it was acceptable. Yeah. Acceptable. Jeez. So this podcast is not officially sanctioned by Scarecrow. We are just two enthusiasts who've decided to take on this daunting task. Daunting task of eventually reviewing every movie in the, uh, the movie guide. Just for fun. Just just for fun of our, our own volition. Yep. They they don't they don't know who we are. They don't care about us. Well, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Yeah. So don't take our opinions for any sort of official uh, statement from Scarecrow because right. they don't want to have several thousand pounds of lawyers coming after us for all of our inflammatory statements that we're gonna be making over the course of this podcast. We do have one firm rule with this podcast, which is we have to watch whatever movie we randomly select out of the guide, unless it's something that one or both of us have, has already seen. And again, it's a tentative rule. Well, it's uh, kind of a play by ear situation. Last week it was fine. It was 74 minutes, which was nice, keeping it concise. The rules are, you know, they're, they're subject to change at our, our whim as we see fit. Um, right. Last Let's... week, you picked the movie. I did. So, so do you want me to... Yeah, if you want to... Pass over the gauntlet. So I will start randomly flipping, and Andrew, please tell me when to stop. Okay, I'm averting my eyes so I don't know where you are in the book. And, and stop. Okay, now randomly take your finger and put it on <laughs> the book somewhere. Okay, oh, okay. Lilia Forever. So Lilia Forever, uh, directed <laughs> by Lucas Moodyson. Uh, from 2002. Director Moodyson continues to improve, perhaps establishing himself as an heir to Ingmar Bergman, as some critics suggest. If he is of that cloth, here he is, a Bergman of the streets. Capturing perfectly the tale of two abandoned souls, Lilia, left behind in the Soviet Union by her America-bound mother, and Volodaya, a 12-year-old dreamer cast out of his violent home as a nuisance. This story follows each of their downward spirals as they struggle to escape their desperate predicaments. With no one else to lean on, they adopt each other, comforting, consoling, and keeping alive their thin attachments to dreams of a better life. Akinchina, I'm, I'm totally butchering these names, I'm sure. That's okay. And Bogucharski give documentary-like performances that stun, numb, exalt, and deny us. Moodyson's sure-handed writing and direction allow us to experience it all as truly great art. 
The only thing that bothered me about this film is how little attention it received here in the United States. For Sundance Festival Darling, The Artificial and Force 13 grabbed most of the ink. If you watch this after having seen 13, you will recognize the difference between good cinema and great cinema. Okay, that sounds promising and probably depressing. Great. <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody, right. get, get strapped in for a delightful romp. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, so neither of us have seen that, so... Nope. We're, or 13. Or, yeah. We so we don't have anything really to no bounce expectations. With. Yep. All right. So, all right, here we go. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes with our opinions on Julia Forever. comfort us yeah anybody uh, have any puppies they want to bring over yeah uh puppies any sort of furry animal really sheep even i'll take i'll take a sheep if you right like that baby hedgehog <laughs> hedgehog i don't i know that, that may not be a <laughs> hold off on the hedgehogs um so yeah will you forever uh I think that's about as far away tonally as you can get from uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman as uh, as I can think of. It's pretty uh, much it's pretty unrelentingly bleak, I would say. Yeah. So Tara made a good point before we started recording. We should probably let you know that there's going to be a lot of spoilers here. Uh, so, would you recommend this movie to people that were not put off by the description of it and by our initial reaction of you know, bad? Yeah, I think. It's, it's not an easy it's movie. It's definitely to watch. not an easy movie to watch, but I think it's it's a worthwhile watch yeah, for sure. Um, if nothing else, oh my god! It's yeah, it's really hard. It's hard it's to say. It's very hard. It's I I think it it's we know so. Again, spoilers. I guess dealing with like forced prostitution, yeah, and human trafficking. <laughs> you hear stories and. You're like, oh yeah, that's terrible. It's a, it's an awful thing. We need to do something more, you know, about it. We need to stop it. But, that sort of thing. But this really puts a face to it. Yeah, it puts it a face really to it. Really humanizes it. Like it at, at like a it really brings it to a human level. Like a something that you you can just see unfolding. It puts it right in your face. There's yeah. no there's no sugarcoating. Knowing that, if you think that that's something you can stomach, then you, you should watch it because it is a really well made movie. But it is gonna make you not feel great about things after you watch it for sure maybe uh you're at a point in your life where things are going too great <laughs> that you're just a little, a little too high on the hog yeah. and you need something to knock you down a few pegs right. this is perfect this is, for that yeah, this will do it i think it's it's funny after we watched the trailer i like i realized that i had downloaded this back in my uh days of rampant internet piracy so i was actually kind of familiar with uh the, the general idea of what the movie was about but I, i'd never actually watched it because even back then i'm like uh i'll watch that someday maybe not right now but i'm gonna watch it and then i never did so uh 
yeah, so I, I had uh, kind of some familiarity with the movie that I didn't realize until until after the fact. Yeah, I definitely had seen the trailer for it. I can't even remember. I, I know it was an ad on a, a feature on a DVD that I had mm-hmm. or saw or rented. Um, so I had some familiarity Not that any. was very passing. Right. So we watched the trailer before we watched the movie. And you could even tell from that, like, okay, this is not going to be a joyride. Like, any any of these little happy moments are probably going to be at the very beginning of the movie. Surprisingly enough, it's pretty bleak throughout. Yeah. Like, right from the get-go. Yeah, the trailer is not a good representation of what you're in for. Because you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, okay, this seems like, you know, doesn't look like it's going to sink me in a total into a total pit of despair or anything. In actuality, very well could do that. Yeah. Um, well, shall we just kind of get into it? The movie is uh, rated NC-17, which I didn't realize until I was at Scarecrow uh, checking it out. So that's also a good thing to uh, be aware of ahead of time. So. Yeah, I will I will say, though, for something that is NC-17, it's not as graphic as you might imagine it would be. Right. It's definitely, it doesn't hold any punches, but it's not like... Explicit. Su- yeah, you explicit. don't see a lot of, you don't see a whole lot of nudity. You don't see a whole ton of violence. Um, directly happening, yeah. more like the aftermath or... Yeah, it's kind of weird that it's NC-17, because it's, I mean, I guess it's Well, more probably for the, for the subject matter. Yeah, uh, but, like, I don't know, you see, like, the movie is NC-17, you're like, ooh, I don't know, like, I, yeah. I, like I've watched a thousand horror movies, but even still, when I saw that this was NC-17, I'm like, ooh, uh-oh. Yeah, I, when you brought that, when you came home with it and said that I, uh, it was NC-17, I was very surprised, like, oh, crap, well, right. we better really, uh, Hammer that point home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. So I guess we'll kind of go over the, uh, the movie itself now here. Yeah. Well, uh, so we get introduced to Lilia, who is living in, um, you know, a pretty comfy looking kind of smallish apartment with her mom. Um, in the, the Soviet Union. Former Soviet Union. Former Soviet Union. Where specifically it's not called out, but um, just a part of the former Soviet Union. Lily's mother um, has met a guy through a dating service, who uh, this Russian man who lives in America and wants them to move with him to America. So Lily is really pumped up for moving to America, and so she's kind of bragging about it to her friends. When her mother tells her, oh no, actually we're going to go just the two of us first, and then we'll send for you after... And it's kind of, uh, you can tell that that's kind of bullshit. Right from the get-go, from you the know get-go. that's not going to pan out. And it, it kind of sets the stage for what uh, ends up being a pattern of adults just being totally horrible pieces of shit throughout the course of the entire movie. Like, every single adult, there's something that they do that's not great. Like, her, uh, her mom leaves, and then immediately her aunt comes to uh, the flat that they're living in. and Kicks like, Lily out. Kicks her out. She's like, we can't afford to pay for this flat, so I'm going to take you over to this other flat that I found for you that uh, a guy died in three weeks ago, and it's a total shithole, and it's uh, here you go. minuscule, it's completely stained, filthy. It's gross. So she invites her friends over, and they're trying to, they're like having a party, and then... That just creates all sorts of problems with uh, the people. With, like, the landlady, I guess. Yeah. Who calls Lilia's aunt over to... Lay down the law. Yeah. One of Lilia's friends... Um, Lodia? Yeah, one of her, her friends, Lodia, is, like, a couple years younger than her. And he also has terribly shitty parents, and so she kind of begrudgingly agrees to let him stay with her. And so it's just kind of the two of them living in this apartment. At one point, so uh, Lilia has another friend named Natasha, and they go out to a club together, and it seems like they're having a good time. Natasha tells Lilia how she has started sleeping with men for some extra cash. Mm-hmm. 
and says, oh, yeah, you should do it. It's really easy. But Lily is having none of it. So they're at the club. Natasha ends up hooking up with this guy. Lily is just pretty disgusted by the whole thing. So the the two of them go back home. Later that night, Lily is woken from her sleep by pounding at her door. It's her friend Natasha with her father there behind her saying, here, you can have your money back. I don't need it. And Lily is... Realizes that, like, Natasha lied to her dad and said that it was Dalia who'd actually slept with the dude and got the money. That kind of tarnishes her uh, reputation. Everybody basically hears about it. Yeah, like the the flats or the apartment buildings that she lives in. Everybody hears about it. Everybody at her school. Yeah. um, So she gets branded a whore and is pretty much abandoned by everybody else that she'd been friends with. So things just start kind of continued sliding downward. Lilia loses electricity in her apartment. Uh, she tries to find her aunt to see if she can help her because she doesn't ha- obviously Lilia doesn't have any money for food. Um, and she's freezing cold because it's the former Soviet Union and it's winter time. So she finds that her aunt has gone and made herself really cozy living in the apartment that Lilia used to share with her mom. And she hasn't heard from her mom. Her mom had yeah. uttered some line of bullshit about how she was going to write to her and send right. her letters and stuff and there's like no communication nothing from her from mom, her, mom. Aunt, her aunt Lilia's aunt says she hasn't heard from Lilia's mom either um and she also doesn't have any money to give Lilia so go be like your mom and spread your legs eventually that's what Lilia does she yeah. goes back to that club well she does but I mean it's not she doesn't do it until she meets Has up to. with the social services people oh, that's who right. tell her that uh, oh yeah we got this letter from her mom from America and um, so she's relinquishing herself of her responsibilities as a parent she sent us this letter but it's like oh uh, she sent this letter that basically says oh I didn't want Lilia she was an unwanted child so whatever um, and, and so that's kind of what sets her on the path towards seeking recruits for money that's just like her last Hope completely dashed. Her aunt's no help. Nobody else is going to come in and help try and take care of her. So she does the one thing that she knows will get her some food. And then she's also taking care of Velodia, too. Right. Because his parents are totally useless. And yeah, so she, she sleeps with the dude. And it like had to make a note of it because it was the most heart-wrenching scene where she, like, she sleeps with the dude. She has her money. And then she goes to the grocery store. She's so proud of herself because yeah. she's able to like actually buy all these groceries now. And it's just like, like oh, God. And then... And on top of it, she buys a present for Velodia, who earlier in the movie was seen playing basketball with a tin can. So she goes and buys him an actual proper basketball. For a birthday present. Yeah, as a belated birthday present. And it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah. And they talk about how they're a real family and, you know, having like a nice family dinner and this sort of thing. And it's just the saddest thing to see these two kids. Then she goes back to the club and she kind of sees this dude across the bar from her. She has uh, sex with another dude, and he goes poorly. Like, we don't see specifically what happens, but she has a bloody nose afterwards, and so you kind of get the idea there. It's with a different guy, not this guy that she sees across the, the bar. The guy that she had seen across the bar, like, drives past her as she's walking home and picks her up, and he seems like he's a good guy compared to every other adult we've seen in the movie. Right. He's like, no, I, I really don't want any funny stuff. I'm, I'm a normal guy. I just want to make sure that you're safe. This is a bad neighborhood. Please let me just drive you home. So she finally gets into the car with the guy, and he doesn't touch her. Drives her home, and you're like, oh my god, finally, somebody's yeah, okay. A, a glimmer of hope in this, this um, movie. They end up going on a date together. It seems like a totally innocent yeah, it seems teenage like... date, the stereotypical let's go ride bumper cars and play video games. And so you're like, oh good, she's just found a nice guy to go out with. But you just, you know, in the back of your mind, like this is just like they're setting you up. You're just yep. waiting for the other shoe to drop. So he tells her 
that he wants her to move with him to, to Sweden. And, like, Velodia all the time is just like, he's just trying to sleep with you, you don't believe him. Just, like, he's, repeatedly yeah. telling her that. And, like, over and over, like, he, he's not telling you the truth, he wants something from you, he doesn't just love you. Um, yeah, so Velodia is trying to tell her, like, this guy's up to no good, he shouldn't trust him. But she just brushes it off and assumes that he's just being jealous. Because we, we kind of see that earlier in the movie, that he's trying to, to get her to... Obviously, this guy has something else going on. He's trying to get her out of the country, but maybe it's not so bad. He's still kind of... You're still hopeful. You're still hopeful. You see that Lily is completely unsuspicious of this guy. She doesn't sense any ill intentions and is just so excited, and you really want to have that hope for her, but you know deep down that it's not going to pan out. He picks her up and brings her to give her her passport and it's under a different name and he's like oh yeah this is to make things easier because you're not 18 and i don't want them asking questions at the border not suspicious at all Uh, again velodia is begging lillian not to go um or at least maybe i can come with you and so lillian does ask his boyfriend andre well i have a friend and i really don't want to leave him behind is there possibly a job for him in sweden and andre's like oh yeah i can probably make it happen so it's the day that they're gonna go off to Sweden. Andre comes and picks Lily up and she's just like over the moon. She's so excited. She's got everything packed up. Runs past the horrible landlady in the building who spilled a bunch of potatoes and so she calls her a potato hag yeah. on her way out the door. It's a good slur. I'm gonna try to work that yeah. into my repertoire. Yeah. Says bye to Velodia and he just does not want to say goodbye. He's so upset. He runs away. It's kind of It kind of mirrors back to when Lilia's mom left her at the beginning of the movie. So Lilia leaves. Andre tells her, oh, I can't go with you on the flight to Sweden. My grandmother is really sick. It might be the last time that I'm going to see her. So you'll you'll just, you'll fly out there alone and then my boss will pick you up. And at that point you're just like, okay, here we go. Here's here's the turn. So Lilia goes to the airport. She flies to Sweden thinking, well, it's going to be better. You almost at first have this glimmer well maybe it will be a little bit better because she's taken to a clean apartment it's got a lot more room than that dingy cesspit of a place her aunt threw her in the guy didn't die there a few weeks earlier yeah so it's a step up but then you realize that the door locks on the other side so essentially she's trapped and he pretty quickly goes about raping her that's that's not gonna be at all better yeah and so he's selling her into prostitution there's like a montage of a bunch of gross old dudes basically grunting over her and it's all shot it's all shot from her perspective i don't know it just makes it that much more traumatic yeah just that much harder for the viewer and um and we see like after she leaves for sweden velodia almost right away takes a bunch of pills that they had found in the old guy's flat that she'd been staying in so he he dies and and potato hag just kind of steps over his dead body yeah common occurrence dead kid on the steps of my flat that's maybe it is i don't know that's obviously pretty upsetting then he comes back as but, an angel. But <laughs> yeah, he's got these big fluffy angel wings. That's after several discussions that Lilia and Velodia had about what happens after death, all that. They both believe they turn into angels when they die. It's kind of shown as Lilia having these dreams, like she's trying to sort of like fantasizing her way out of that situation. Velodia's kind of her guardian angel. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of how she's how she's getting by through this horrible situation. Yeah, so she has these dream sequences, and she kind of knows that he's dead. 
the, the basketball that she bought for him that his dad punctured in a fit of crazy rage. It's like impact. I mean, um, and obviously he's got wings on, so I guess yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's kind of maybe the bigger. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, the basketball, basketball makes see. the biggest point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the wings are like, oh, he's got wings on. That's nice. Good for him. But uh, <laughs> she kind of knows that he's dead and she's like talking to him about wanting to end it and he's he tells her like heaven's great i'm not gonna lie heaven's awesome but i do kind of regret killing myself you, you get one life yeah and it's short and that's it you're, you're dead for all of, all of eternity and you're only alive once he kind of he talks her out of it then she has like possibly the worst yeah encounter the pimp shows up and to take her out to a client and um tells her oh you look like crap go put on some makeup so he goes into the bathroom and she just does whatever she possibly can to make herself unattractive. She puts this really garish makeup on. She tries cutting her hair so it just looks like a mess. The pimp breaks in. He drags her off to like a department store. Yeah. Like, or, like washes her face and drags her off to a department store to try to buy something to cover her hair up. And you're just like, say something. Tell like tell the it's clerk, please. Just so like, agonizing to see it's all like... these women. It's like at some department store and you see all these women around. And even if she couldn't speak Swedish, just like she could do something to indicate that she needs help. She sees there's no possible way of getting out of the situation she's in. Yeah, it was so agonizing to watch that scene. Yeah. So they buy this hat and he brings Lily to the client who lives in this giant immaculate house. And it is just the most disturbing i think out of all of the scenes yeah it's a creepy like incesty scene like do your homework ugh. blah 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 and then it's yeah. just it's, it's, it's unpleasant to the deeply max. deeply unpleasant and so the her pimp picks her back up he stops in the car and then she makes a break for it but he, he catches up with her and you see in the next scene that he's beating her up and like just Pretty badly. Her back into the apartment. Then Angel Vlodia comes and says, after all that commotion, he forgot to lock the door. You should get out. Vlodia gets up, manages to get out, but is kind of aimlessly running around this strange Swedish town. She doesn't know anybody. She doesn't know the language. And then she comes to this overpass and just jumps off. And that's uh, in the, in the last couple of scenes are like the, the paramedics kind of rescuing her and trying to trying to resuscitate, resuscitate her. her like like her first real few moments of compassion that you see expressed towards her by okay. adults in yeah the, there's the a paramedic movie. like gently stroking her hair um she kind of briefly opens her eyes and you think okay well maybe maybe it, now things will go okay out. until the next scene when you see she's also got angel wings on well first we were reading up on it, and they, they say that there's kind of a choose-your-own-ending thing, Yeah. Maybe. But, like, one of the endings, you see her, like, back in the Soviet Union with Volodya, and they're both alive, and it's before she leaves, and she's just, like, telling Andre, fuck off, and... I'm not leaving with you. Apologizing to the potato hag, and, like, oh, okay, that's an alternate it's reality. It's not great. You know, she's still stuck in a shithole, but it's a preferable shithole. And then we, you see the, the other... Well, this actually, it's... it's nice in its own way like playing basketball on the roof with Velodia and they both have angel wings and so you're like well all right I mean it's terrible but at least she's playing roof basketball with her friend with her friend and that's the end and, of the movie and, the end. Uh, yeah and, and now so. you just cry and cry and cry <laughs> yeah, and you eat all the ice cream you have in your apartment it is uh, winter as shit and what we didn't realize until after we were kind of reading up on the movie 
um, is that it's it's actually based on a true story um, about a Lithuanian girl who also jumped off an overpass in Sweden, and she had a bunch of letters on her pulling out what story. happens, and it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty close to what happens in the movie. Reading that, you're like, yeah. It's something that's going on all over the world. Yeah, there, there's a good reason why they included bonuses that are trying to get people to give money to Amnesty International and to UNICEF. Okay, one slightly amusing thing I can say is when we want to watch the extras on the disc, um, because it's uh, from a different region and we were trying to watch it on our computer, I don't know, something didn't quite go right. Very glitchy. And it basically looked like a hot dog man talking. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think it was the director and he looked like a hot dog man. Just tubular, long, orange hot dog man. Yeah, so that, that was really the best part of the, uh, the experience, really. <laughs> But I mean, no. it, it was what we needed after uh, uh, like an hour and 45 minutes of, uh, of bleakness. Well, and to be fair, like, we obviously have it super easy in life compared to the women who are in these awful situations. So I don't know what my point is with that. Just but I think it, it puts things in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you weren't already considering donating to charities, you, you will be after you watch this movie. We thought, aside from tell, like picking a, a movie randomly, we would tell you about a movie that we've seen recently that we really enjoyed. That we deliberately... That we deliberately watched, that we chose. So a couple days ago, we watched this Iranian movie called About Ellie. And it, it's it's also kind of dark, but I think having just watched uh, Lilia Forever, it really kind of contrasts. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's not dark at all now. It's, uh, it's a thriller, um, and it's about this group of friends who are going out for the weekend to stay, like, at a kind of a seaside villa, uh, and... One of the couples, the, the wife invites their daughter's teacher along with uh, the group for the weekend without really telling the rest of the group about it. So it's this young woman named Ellie, so she's joining all these people, mostly couples, and there's, like, a, a single guy... Right, one of their friends uh, is like from Germany, and he just went through a divorce, and so he's single also. That's why Ellie was invited, basically. So she's sort of trying to set these two up. So without giving too much away, Ellie ends up going missing while they're on vacation, and it start it gets really twisty from there. Like you don't really know who to trust and what's exactly going on. Lies upon lies upon lots lies. Lots of lies, lots of lies. And yeah, so it's um, well done and. I think when we were both watching, we were just like, what, what, what is going on? What? Yeah. Yeah. It, it we keeps did not, you guessing. It, yeah, for sure. It definitely keeps you guessing. We did not predict where it was going. So yeah. Yeah. You should check that out. If uh, I know that Scarecrow has a copy, cause that's where we rented ours from, but um, I'm sure you can find it elsewhere. But if you're in the Seattle area, just go look for Scarecrow. Seriously. Give just go to money. Scarecrow. So I guess that is it. Uh, before we go, I want to say thank you to Boat for the use of their song Lately, which we are using as our theme song for the podcast. Yep. So thank you very much, Boat. You thank guys you are the best. Yes. And then there, there will be a way to send us feedback eventually. Didn't you set one up? I, I set one up, but I, I think I need to set up a different one with a more oh, easily remembered email yeah. address, not a bunch of different letters. letters. Yeah. Okay. I so, love acronyms so much. But. So yeah, we'll set up an email address where you guys can write to us with any feedback you have or uh, if you have any suggestions, absolutely, please feel free to drop us a line. Yeah, so I guess uh, until next time. Good luck with all your endeavors. <laughs> Catch you later, potato hags.